to Travolting, covering the General's Daughter. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Stu. Um, Today is a moment. Are you excited to talk about the movie we're about to talk about? Well, this is less of a discussion and more of an investigation. Is it now? Yes. What are we investigating? This weekend, we're investigating the General's Daughter. Investigating the General's Daughter? Yes. Do you have family in the military, Jeff? I do not. I have a good number of family members in the military. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you this straight up for many of our audiences. If you have military background or if you have family who have military background and they or you watch this movie, you're going to find so many military inaccuracies. The way people salute, the way ceremonies are done, the way rankings work, the way the ranking badges are presented, (laughs) uh, the way that a base operation would normally work. There are so many things that are inaccurate regarding like how military this movie is yes that i can tell i know me a non-military person Mm -hmm. would watch this and be like probably not really think about too much of those things yeah but i could watch it and i could almost imagine like i have a few cousins in the air force and like i could just imagine them watching this and pointing out like nope that's not how you do that nope that's not how you do that because if you're in the military for our audience here we have any military listeners here which i know we do i know we do hi uh, hi, uh, thank you for your service for the country, our country. Um, you guys love pointing out inaccuracies in military uh, proceedings and movies. Don't tell me you don't, because you do. There's a secret love for doing that. Like Transformers, a lot of military stuff in that. A lot of inaccurate military. That's the trend. Keep going. That's the military yeah. theme for the Transformers uh, so, movies. Um, but they kind of, they like doing it. I don't know if you've ever seen this or if you've ever watched like a movie with military in it that with a military person. But I've not. They have like a joy and a glee when they're like, "That's not how that would work." Yeah, that's I not mean, how it's that so would drilled work. into their brains by literal drills. Yeah. Then when they see it not accurate, like it just sticks out. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of that in this movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not here to talk about military inaccuracies in this movie. We're here to talk about general inaccuracies in this movie. <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, the general's daughter. Yes, uh, the 1999 Y2K. Simon West joined. Now, what is Simon West known for? Uh, Simon West has done a few films. He's done um, a few. Con Air being probably his biggest success. Yeah. Put um, the bunny back in the, the box. box. The, th- the thing is... The General's Daughter is a very intense concept for a movie. Yes, it is. Like the, the whole idea of this movie is investigating misogyny and rape in the military. Yeah. Which is a recurring problem that still occurs nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I'm not quite sure the guy who directed the Never Gonna Give You a Music video is the best choice for it. <laughs> you don't think so, Jeff? I'm not sold that the guy who did never gonna give you up by rick astley the video that you've seen a million times was the right choice for this this subject matter if you had to put a director in 1999 attached to this movie uh catherine bigelow yeah oh, i yeah. would i would generally speaking like a female director to explore a movie about uh misogyny in the military in the military yeah uh instead of the directors of 
Con Air, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and The Mechanic as his top three uh, billings. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, that that's a... Uh, if we seem a little unenthused to discuss this movie. Yeah, well, it, it has a very serious topic and a very serious nature of the subject matter. But, but the it, movie itself is so preposterous. The movie is very whimsical. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get to. We're gonna talk about a scene uh, later in the film. This is a scene when she in the locker room scene. Yeah, and like just the way it's kind of handled, yeah, and presented, and the way it ends, the tone of that does not match the conversation the, the, no they just had. Two scenes in this movie have the same tone. Right. Yeah, and that is its biggest problem. Is I never like know what this movie's tonally going for, right? Because it'll jump from like deep tragedy, like a gruesome murder scene, and then jump to the next scene, and it's like John Travolta being like, "Oh, so did you ever get married after we broke up?" And like, yeah, 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 the general's daughter, <laughs> the general's daughter, yes. generally out of touch, yes, uh, generally not the best, um, no. Uh, oh, oh, God. So, directed by Simon West. Um, yes. Um, well, let's take a little trip to the context corner. Let's go to the do. context as corner. We do, as we do. Um, so, this is coming out, you know, after Travolta's recent run of hits to flops um, that are still generally above water more so than they aren't. Yeah. He's been slowly the, trending more on the... F- the, the cracks in, like, his seams are showing, but he's still, like... He's still solid. Because a civil point. action was like critically okay. Yeah. Civil action critically okay did not do great at the box office. Right. Thin Red Line, critically amazing. Yeah, did well. Did well. But he's not a big part in it. He's not a big part in it. But you know, it's movies like Primary Colors, uh Not Mad, Mad City. City. <laughs> yeah. Face off. Yeah. She's so lovely. Bunch of the late nineties stuff. Like he's, you know, doing all right at. Yeah, he's he's at this point where like he's in he's in the Hollywood machine again, mm-hmm. and he's not being punished for the flaws, but he's also not really being like elevated by the successes anymore. He's just kind of treading water at a continuous level. Yeah, in a way that is healthy, and it's where you know most actors kind of land mm-hmm. as they jump between some things that are good, some things that are bad, and then every now and again they have a great success, which yeah. Travolta's had like roughly at this point two or three of maybe four since um, he came back with Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, and this, you know, he's he's doing a mix of action movies and dramas at this point. Yeah. And he basically seems to kind of be alternating between the two when it comes to his leading vehicles. Yeah. Like, you know, he kind of did Broken Arrow, Phenomenon. Um, Michael. Uh, Michael doesn't. Well, Michael. Face Off. Michael. Michael's a genre picture. So we, I, I would say more he alternates between genre and drama at this point. So he does like, you know, Broken Arrow, Phenomenon. Michael, she's so lovely. She's so lovely. Face off, face off. Mad Mad City, Mad City, and then on and on and so forth and so forth. And this is his next genre picture in that, Uh, because while this is a drama, it's also kind of an action movie. Question mark. Yeah. Well, here's something that I thought was um, we talk about the stereotypical movies of the '90s that like every A-list star had to do. Yeah. The courtroom drama. Yes. A civil action. Uh, the military investigation movie. Yes. Like, yes. Um, a, 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 what was uh, it? A Few Good Men? A Few Good Men or even Patriot Games, Clear yeah. Present Danger. Yeah. Uh, the General's Daughter. And they're all movies that like start with, like, we've got to find this corruption in the military. And then by the end of it, they're like, we've blown up the entire country of Colombia. 
That's pretty much what happens in the clear and present danger. Right, yeah. The Sarah Ford's like, we're going to get these guys. And then they blow it up and then he's like, the president's implicated. And then the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> um, military corrupt movies. Yes. This is the general's daughter. Yes. For Travolta. Uh, uh, news. The news is uh, a force for evil movie. Yeah. Mad City. City. Um, he he's hitting all the bench part, all the the posts. Yeah. Um, the benchmarks. And, yeah, all the benchmarks. Yeah. And then, <sighs> I'm just reading something about this. Movie. I'll get to it later. Um, but this is based on a book. A, 19, oh, yeah. a 1992 novel by uh, Nelson DeMille, mm-hmm. who uh, would actually wrote two sequels to this book, hmm. um, starring the character of Paul Brenner, everyone's favorite uh, army investigator. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Brenner. Um, it, it, I mean, it's like, it's prime, like, airport reading material. Yeah. It's like you pick it up at the Hudson newsstand, <laughs> Terminal 3, and uh, that's what you read on the flight. Pretty much, yeah. That's basically what these books are. But, you know, those books generally make great movies or competent movies because they're usually, like, clean, lean, cut to the point, action forward. And you can make a pretty, like, solid programmer out of them, which is how a lot of the programmers of the 90s came to be. Yeah, like, wasn't Born like that way, too? Born was a bit more intense, um, of like a series of novels. But yeah. It's like it's the things like your Jack Reachers, where there's like twenty five of them, <laughs> um, which is insane. Yeah. And like the books, like they're they cut to the point, they're clean, they're lean. Jack Reacher, great movie. I really like that movie. Have you seen Jack Reacher? No. You should watch Jack Reacher. It's a good movie. Okay. Um, Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, Tom Cruise, Chris McQuarrie before he did the uh, the better, the, or not the better, but the two most recent Mission Impossible's. Interesting. Fallout and Rogue Nation for those uh, keeping up. In the uh, Mission Impossible Cinematic Universe. In the Mission Impossible Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But yes. Um, this movie, you know, the book comes out. It's put very quickly into, like, production, turnaround, all that fun stuff. Travolta's picked as the lead. They looked at some other people, but, you know, Travolta's on a hot streak. He's a good choice for this. He's He's proved himself capable of handling, like, drama of this level with movies like a civil action but then also being able to handle the action stuff of it people associate him as a figure of authority from his roles in you know like broken arrow um face off etc yeah and so he's able to segue into this uh they almost cast john cusack um but he was deemed too young they wanted they wanted a slightly like you know older guy older not grizzled necessarily but like Someone with some clout to them. If there's anything that does not describe Travolta's character in this movie, grizzled would be one of them. <laughs> Paul Brenner in this movie is not grizzled. He's having a great time in this movie. Yeah, not Travolta, is. like the character. The character like, is having a great time in this movie. Yeah, it's very strange. It is very strange. Um, uh, any any more thoughts into the context corner? That's basically the extent of the context corner. Um, adapted from a novel. Adapted from a novel. Troll to someone's hot streak. I mean, this is our last movie before. We before what, our, Jeff? We have our Icar- before what? We have our Icarus. Moment. Say it. I'm not gonna say the name, but we're gonna have our Icarus moment next week, where you flies too close to the sun. <laughs> um, Would you say it's gonna be a a battle? It's gonna be a battlefield on Earth. Um, but you know he has he's gonna have his Icarus moment next week, and then that's when the water treading starts being a sinking situation. Yeah, 
That's like, a good way to put he's it. He's not man. keeping like a continuous ebb and flow. He's going up and down. And he's going to, and we'll talk about this next week, but he's going to start making the same mistakes soon that he was making in the, in the 80s. And, and by same mistakes, I mean quite literally the exact same mistakes yeah. down to the movies he is doing. Exact same choices. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. Because right now we're still basking in the in the nineties. This is our last nineties picture. It is our last nineties. Yeah, 90s we're out picture. of the nineties after this. <sighs> we are out of the Clinton administration. I mean, we still have two movies in the Clinton administration. Um but we're we're close to the uh, the Bush years. We're getting close to election day. Yeah, we're getting close to election day. Gore v. Bush, two thousand. Five hundred and thirty seven votes. Florida recount. Check it. Thanks. Supreme Court election. Jeff, Supreme come Court. on. What? What? It's yeah, well, let's talk about the general's daughter. We had our. Po- I'm actively we, trying to not we, talk hey, about the. General. Listen, we had our political Pro- episode on primary, primary colors, colors a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. so we we got that out of our system. So all right. So so first thing in this movie, uh, let's just jump right into it. Let's jump. First right. thing in this movie, a symbol of where we're at in Travolta's career. He not only gets like first billing, he gets billing with himself on the screen. Yeah. Like, it's like the general's daughter. And then it starts listening to the cast. John Travolta. And, like, as it says his name, he's embedded. He turns around and looks right at the camera. That's great. Yeah. It's a real movie star. Like, where is he embedded? On his houseboat. On a houseboat <laughs> in his swamp in <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. Yes. Yeah, so it's established he's in Georgia. Um, he's a private first class uh, Frank White, I think. That's who he's, that's who he's playing. Or that's his alias. That's his alias. That, 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 yeah. And we're set up that Travolta is a he's a criminal investigative uh, warrant officer, so he investigates crimes within the army. Yeah. Like and just keeping them within the confines of the army, and not involving outside um, police or whatnot. And it should be noted that like you know John Travolta gets up for his routine where he's like going to the base and yeah. the first. How does he talk the first way we hear him? Oh, he's got one of them, uh, so Georgia accent. Georgia accent. He's like, I don't know about that. Uh, he's he's kind of doing the Bill Clinton thing again. Like Daisy, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. And, yeah. uh, and it's it's a it's a tad over the top. Well, how can I help you? And yes. Very southern. He's immediately like, if this is his version of being in disguise, <laughs> like he's like doing everything. He's got this big accent, like bright green army uh, fatigues yeah uh he's got this massive cigar that he's always chomping around on he's like yeah i'm a prime a sergeant in this military <laughs> it's so over the top yeah and uh he gets like a phone call from one of his contacts yeah. and he immediately drops the accent yes and you find out like oh well. and it's like oh this guy's undercover he's, he's like undercover. I've, been ha- I've been having to do this dumb accent and chew on these cheap cigars yeah yeah um and it's during this when we get like uh, cuts also to James Cromwell. Yes, James Cromwell playing the titular general of this the movie. The general. Yes. And this movie calls is called The General's Daughter. Yes. James Cromwell is the general yes. in this movie, The General's Daughter. Yes. And it's him and he's pulling up to this base and he's having a reception because he's retiring soon from the military. Yeah. And it's expected he'll be picked as a vice as the vice presidential candidate for one of the two parties. It never says who. 
Oh, I missed that part. No, it's they they set up that he's gonna like, and that's part of the reason why he's trying to like be all shady in this movie is uh he doesn't want that to mess with his political all future. the publicity to come out. Yes, with him. Yeah. Um, he's retiring, and like he seems he's a very venerated figure. It's established he's very well respected within the military. He's got a lot of accolades and awards and medals yeah. and all that good stuff. And like he gets a rapturous applause. He treats his soldiers well. Yeah. Um, but during this scene, he like walks up. And he stands at the thing and he turns around and like cuts to some of the faces in the room. And it's all like extras, except for James Woods. Oh, yeah. Who James is Woods in, the in room. this movie. And he's giving the slimiest look ever. And I'm immediately like, less than a minute into this movie, I'm saying, all right, James Woods involved, is involved in this somehow, right? <laughs> um, what was that opening song? Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh,. Uh, it's listed in here. Oh god, you're you're playing it. <laughs> oh yeah, this. It's kind of a banger though. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, then the Halo theme song pops up <laughs> on my phone. Hold on, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna have to cut this out. Uh, no, cut. just leave it in. Crit- fair use criticism. I can't believe- <laughs> this is where we're at in the show right now. <laughs> just but like. Can we talk? <laughs> this is the opening song yes. of the movie. I was kind of at this point like, oh, wait, is this movie going to be good? I was like kind of hitting it too. Yeah. I was like. But I, I actually kind of like. I don't uh, know. He's going through it. <laughs> I mean, it just does the same yes. like little drum beat the entire time, but it's mm-hmm. like, and that and it, like cuts back and forth with this song and like Travolta like pulling up to like the base where he's about to yeah. do the investigation, and it's got Cromwell like uh, in in the, like the hall, and he's like, yeah. "I respect all my soldiers." And I'm like, "All right, let's go!" Like I'm fired up for the general's daughter. Literally, like. It very quickly loses that energy. Yes. Because it does have it for about five minutes. <laughs> Great opening song. But, yeah, but I, we see James Woods. I was just like, this guy's this guy. You, He's you a bad guy. You don't cast James Woods in your movie. <laughs> and then have him in this scene giving that slimy look, unless he's involved somehow. <laughs> they Shocker. He's he is involved. involved. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's involved in various ways yes. in this movie. But uh, at this point, I wrote down in my notes, uh, if this movie has a discount Michael Bay vibe going on. Okay. Like, yeah. This kind of has the aesthetics of yeah. like his early movies, like, you know, The Rock, Bad Boys 1 and 2. Did it's, you see Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider? Yes. Kind of similar I mean, it's vibes. the same director, so. Yeah, no, it's like, I, yeah. I, I get a lot of that similar, like, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, like, this is more tonally closerly act close closerly closer accurate to tomb raider yeah versus con air very different tone yes because it's more consistent it's a lot more like i don't know just i mean consistent's the best way i can put yeah. it for con air like you know what that the type of yeah movie you know it is. what movie you're i mean put the bone in back and the ball exactly but um yeah it's weird he does a nick cage on it travolta movie back to back simon west it's kind of fun. Who knows? Um, but yeah, um, this just even the lighting and camera styles of this evoke an early bay. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of has that 
glossy look that he patented. Yeah. Um, that he then like went really glossy with later right. on, but like that early stage glossy. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, Travolta he busts some fools trying to sell dr- uh, guns. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. yeah. He's Stuart in like just this... like had a thousand yard stare and seemed very lost for a second. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie, like I glazed over in a lot of this movie. <laughs> it's just so boring. Like I mean, here here's something: the U.S. Army refused to endorse or have anything to do with this film's production. Yeah, um, and I think that's where a lot of these inaccuracies and of course come, uh, because it's about rape in the military and they don't want to acknowledge that that's even a thing. Right, which it is. They're like, no, no problems. It's a great place. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, he is in this like uh, armory. Yes, there's like a guy who um, he's talking to. It's like I don't know if he's like a like a, a terrorist. Yeah, or something. he says he's a freedom fighter. A f- yeah, and Charles is like, I don't believe in no freedom fighters. What if it was Caster Troy from Face Off? <laughs> what if it was Caster Troy and this was the origin story? Oh God. Um, but no, there's a self-proclaimed freedom fighter who's trying yeah. to buy weapons like machine guns, rocket from launchers. a uh, an, from another like weapons dealer yeah like a barracks guy yeah who like has access to these weapons and travolta is like the middleman yeah undercover middleman yeah who's trying to like foil all these plans yeah and so so he's about to bust the guy but then he's on his houseboat because he lives in a houseboat yeah he's back in his houseboat and uh the freedom fighter comes and like tries to break into his house and kill him did we miss the uh when he's like driving his jeep or car out of the base and he gets a flat tire and that's when we see the general's daughter. The general's daughter. Okay, I can't remember if that happens right before or right after. I think it's, it's roughly the same Before the ambush. Okay. I think it's right before the ambush. Yeah, I mean, he's driving around with his massive cigar and his, it, his, his, his army jeep. It is before the ambush because he also, like, goes he's still to... in character. He, yes, he's in character. He goes to her office and, like, gives brings her, like, a basket or whatever. Yeah. Because he is talking to the cops. We're going to get a little bit into the scene yeah. about what happens in the houseboat. He's talking to the cops when he gets a phone call about her death. Her death. Yes. So it is before. Um, but yeah, he he meets the general's daughter and she helps him put a spare tire on his car. And like, let's talk about the general's daughter. Yes. First impression. Elizabeth Campbell is the character's name. Yeah, Elizabeth Campbell's but character's Leslie name. Leslie Stephenson. Uh, who has done what? Uh, she's mostly a model. Yeah. But she's been in this and some other random things. Looks like her other biggest like rec- uh, recruiter roles: Jackie Ethel Joan, the woman of Camelot. She played Joan. I love a lot of her other um, credits, such as in "As Good as It Gets." She is credited as uh, Cafe Twenty Four waitress mm-hmm. on Glass. Yeah, she's, she's in Glass. Replay- she is woman on train. Oh, oh, oh! I know who she is in Glass. The woman on the train. She's the one from the opening scene of Unbreakable. Oh right. Who um who he's talking to and trying to like um. You've yeah, seen Unbreakable. Unbreakable. She's plays. It's it's labeled yeah, as I'm, I'm Kelly. Looking, yeah, yeah. She he's she's the person who Bruce uh, Will sits next to at the opening scene. Yeah, and starts talking to him and it's like it's the show of his uh, unfaithfulness to his wife. Where he like, pulls the ring off and tries to see what she's doing when she gets back to Philly, and then she dies in the crash. So, um, it's in our actor actress credits. It's Glass twenty nineteen. Yes, 
than Alien Hunter 2003. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just read for you uh, what Alien Hunter is about. An alien black box is found in the South Pole where a government agency is conducting botanical experiments. Alien Hunter. Oh God, James Spader's in this. This is this is the tagline. There is something out there. Um, which was directed by Ron Kraus, who had done movies like Puppies for Sale, Give Me Shelter, and A Mexica. A Mer- A Mexica. Yeah, A Mexica. Yeah. Um. Alien. Look up the uh, to our audiences. Look up the poster for Alien Hunter right it now. It is the most 2003 sci-fi knockoff movie, <laughs> and it's got James Spader in it. <laughs> Radio hours in bizarre single. Why the fuck Coming does that have Roswell? He tries to investigate the signal and goes on to follow it, never to be seen again. Um, and I guess she's in Flubber as Sylvia. Which, I don't remember, what was Sylvia's role in that movie? Look at how far we're going to not talk about the General Star right now. We're discussing Alien Hunter. Uh, I'm talking about Flubber now. (laughs) Flubber? With the Robin Williams masterpiece. Flubber. (laughs) Fight me on that. Flubber. Now I'm looking up Leslie's, uh, now focusing on her career as a sculptor, according to, um, she's, she, wait, is she still with James Spader? No, of course not. Audiences are loving the silence right now. As no, you read I'll, the I'll, bio for I'm Alien I want to look up James Spader's bio and see if he's still married to um, Leslie. Right. This is important, guys. This is important context. Uh, for spouse. The, the general's daughter. Victoria Spader. So he's not still with Leslie Stephenson. Ooh, yikes. Which means, but she has a child with James Spader. Well, good according, for them. According to IMDb Trivia, which... Maybe maybe that's not the best. Yeah, I'm new sure which says Jack Nicholson is in every is going to be in every single movie we're covering. Well, she has three. Leslie Stephenson. Listen, yeah. here's why we're focusing on Leslie. It's because she has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> yeah. She's the general's daughter. She's the, essentially the main character. She's the cipher for everything. Has nothing to do. Has nothing to do. They but give to her be dead. Yeah, they give her nothing but to be, be brutalized. As like to be really brutal about it. Yeah. Her job in this movie is to be killed and be raped. Yes, and that is the only job she she's is given. In this literally, movie. like Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks, without Twin Peaks' self awareness as to what it's doing. Yes, because Twin Peaks is a show about shows that just have like brutalized young women. Yeah, as their ciphers. This is the movie that Twin Peaks is critiquing. Yeah, right. Um, because she just, ugh, it's ugh. nothing to do. Nothing to do. Just be miserable. And it brutalizes her reputation and after she's dead. It brutalizes her reputation so that we can make a movie about the honor of a guy in the military. Yeah, and who's so honorable to blow open this whole scheme. So she has three trivia. This points. movie also has the craziest scheme ever in it. The it, ending of this is preposterous. It is preposterous. It's like a Saw movie and how complex like, the scheme at the end of this is. I don't know if I'd compare it to a Saw movie, but... Have you seen the Saw movies? I have seen the okay. Saw movies, but it's... Yeah, I don't know. I, there's like three different layers going on about what the murder is. Can I read the three yes, trivia read points three for trivia Leslie Stephenson? There's one of them that Jack Nicholson played her in a movie. No. I swear to God. <laughs> one is now focusing on a career as a sculptor. The second is gave birth to her first child, a son by James Spader, on August 31st, 2008. Good for them. Engaged to James Spader, 2008. But that was as of 2008. Yeah. Something That's happened. That's the end of it. That something happened in between 2008 and... Oh, wait a second. 
is. Wait a second. What is it? He is still with Leslie Stevenson. Okay, good for them. Because his wife died in 2004. Good for them. I mean, not good for them. <laughs> that, but, uh, good for him. No, no, no. So, like, he was married. Um, so she, it, like, just kind of got out of acting to be a family person. So, good yeah. Good for her. He's, so, yeah, Leslie and James Spader are still together, I believe. Yeah. According to Wikipedia. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. They did a movie together. Yes. Okay, so, yeah. John Travolta meets uh, the general's daughter, uh, yes. Elizabeth Campbell, and he has a flat tire, and he's like, well, howdy, ma'am, and, uh, oh, it's a captain, I see. She's like, I know how to make a, uh, do a thing. And so she, he's, like, trying to change tires and not having any luck. Yes. Well, they get the, they get the spare on. She yeah she gets the spare she on. gets the spare on yeah because she's uh, like a she's a rough and gruff girl yeah, and he's like he's trying to play um like you know coy and be like oh what are you doing tonight and she gets out of the truck and she's wearing captain's uniform it's like oh she's a captain um but he's kind of like I'll stop by your office later and drop you off some flowers or something um which he does yeah, which the he next does. day the next day yeah there's in a her. little flirtatiousness between yeah. the two of and them it's established she works in the the psyops department psychological operations. And she says, quote, in the movie, we basically fuck with the other people's yes. minds, which is Ooh, foreshadowing. Yes. Um, because this whole movie is just like seven different people messing with each other's minds. It's, it, like, it's like Fincher's The Game if the game made less sense. <laughs> oh, um, okay. That was out of its league. What um, was that movie about the cube that people were trapped inside? The cube? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just called The Cube. Yeah, this movie is like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart's like, what's that movie about The Cube? I'm like, it's The Cube. <laughs> That's like when someone would say, what's that Hillary Swank movie about a sphere? The sphere. It's <laughs> that movie. Hey, hey Stuart, what's, what? what's that movie about the general's daughter? What? No, no, no. Hold on. I'm done with this bit. What's that movie where they go into the Earth's core? Journey to the Sun of the Earth. No. It's called the core. <laughs> the core. <laughs> and you know who it also has? Who? Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're done with this. I think this, we need to start Hil- already off the rails. Swanking it. That's Swank. our next podcast. Swanking it. Swanking it. <laughs> oh, God. I just watched um, Logan Lucky again yesterday. And she's, she's good in that, even if her role is very unnecessary. Um, Great actress. And we're also going to talk about um, Logan Lucky in our next episode. Are we? recording today. The, yeah um yes we are because that movie is th- what that movie should be oh right yes gotcha copy yes. that okay okay um so he goes to her office yes he goes to her office and he drops off the flowers they're not flowers uh, it's something they're like bathtub accessories oh yeah and he, she's like yeah you're playing to the sexism and misogyny of the military with me because that's what she says to him she's like yeah you just immediately played to the stereotype of giving a woman all this stuff yeah. And he's like, well, just leave it and I'll be back later. And then he goes back to his houseboat. And then he gets attacked. He gets attacked by uh, the weapons the guy. Freedom the fighter. freedom fighter. He takes out the freedom fighter in this very Michael Bay action scene, like discount bay. A lot of like blue lights like swinging by and harsh oranges yeah. blasting back at him. The guy's a machine gun. Uh, he, Travolta he, has a pistol. Indiana Jones is the guy into a propeller blade. <laughs> yeah, he, like, sho- literally. <laughs> he shoves his head into a boat propeller because they're on a bayou. 
Yeah. And he's like, and then he dies. And he, he dies, yeah. And then they arrest the uh, the guy who was dealing the weapons, Mark Boone Jr. in the Mark, most Mark Boone Jr. role yet. Why else is Mark Boone Jr. been? <laughs> Mark Boone Jr. is literally like a human piece of salami. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a human piece of salami. <laughs> like, what? Like, You've seen Batman Begins. Yeah. You know, like, Flash, like, Gordon's, like, partner in that? Oh, Like, the yeah. big guy, like, the big beard, Mark Boone Jr. It's like, where are the drugs shipping in from? Yeah, and he, like, he, like, is ripping off a falafel stand, and like, he's like, what, because don't like falafel? <laughs> it's like, I got kids to feed. Yeah, he's like, don't like falafel. He's, and he's in The Mandalorian as well. He's in one episode of that. That's right. But he, is a human he always plays the same, like, slimy dude. He always looks like he just walked out of a bargain pizza shop in Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> looks like he just had a rough night out. Woke up in a dumpster, walked into the $1 pizza store. And then some producer said, I want you to be in my movie. Covered in grease. Always covered in grease. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mark Boone Jr. gets arrested, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, fitting. He sh- probably should be there. <laughs> and uh, Travolta is talking to the cops. Yeah, and the cops are like, what's your name? He's like, Frank White. And he gives them his, his alias name. Yeah, and then he gets a phone call. And that's when he's like told that Mark Boone Jr. has been picked up, and he drops the accent and the name. And he's like, no, nah, my name is actually Robert Brenner, or Paul Brenner. Yeah, and I'm undercover or whatever. Yeah. I'm a warrant officer. And he pretty much flips off the local cop and then takes away off because he has something else to investigate. Yeah. And where does he go to? He goes to the training site. Yeah, training site on base. Yes, where they found a body. And it is... Uh, the body of the general's, general's daughter. daughter. Yes. They say the title because like, he's there and then a, uh, a rape investigator in the army comes over. Yeah, um, so I think it's important to note the details of said murder scene. Yeah. So, well, well, first, the, the other rape investigator is uh, Sarah Sunhill, played by Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe? Who is? Who pops up and she po- I saw her in The Last of Mohicans recently. Uh, but she pops up in a lot of like smaller roles around this time. Yeah, uh, she's mostly not working too much. She uh, was in the show of Revenge for a few seasons, looks like. Oh. Um, but she's not a huge um, star. But she, this is kind of the uh, you get the idea that this was an attempt to kind of make her a big movie star. Yeah. Uh, but then she segues more into TV later on. Right. Yeah. Uh, but she's her character is also given very short shrift in this. Yeah, she's like Travolta's ex. They never they keep they mentioning, never, it, but they never like solidify what happened. No, they what it is. I was really confused on what that yeah. was all about too. She's like Travolta's ex, uh, but she's also another warrant officer in the military who investigates like allegations of rape and sexual abuse within the military. Yeah, um, and she's there as well, investigating the yeah. general's daughter. Um. And they get the, uh, from what they can tell, um, she was raped, murdered, and tied up, like, with tempo stretching her out. Yeah. Um, Travolta like, puts back there, and he's like, it's the general's daughter. And then those roll credits. Like, oh, God, I yeah. didn't know it was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, she, um, and I have some questions about yeah. this, as we're going to find out in the end. But, yes, they say she was raped. Mm-hmm. tortured and killed and she's like um tied to like these posts on the ground bound um she's fully nude like on the ground and she has like rope 
and panties tied around her yeah. neck, thinking that she was strangled. Yes. So, um, and yeah, Travolta recognized her from when mm. he was like hitting on her. Yeah. And they make have that discussion of like, oh, like you know who she is, right? And also, randomly throughout this investigation, like the they play like the morning song. Yeah. And they have to stand up and do like. But they do it over the body. Yeah. They do it over the body while there's a body over there. There's like a dead body in front of them. They're and they all like salute. Yeah. It's so strange. And I I guess it's symbolic of like what the movie's trying to accomplish. Yes. Which is these people who are putting the army and like. The honor of the military. The honor over over morality and ethics. Yeah. Um, But it it just kind of comes off as weird because this movie doesn't have a grasp on what it's trying to do. No, of course not. Um, So Uh, it also messed me note that the like a base patrolman named bill kent is the one who secures the crime scene because he'll be important later uh and this bill kent guy is what's this what's this uh timothy hutton timothy hutton yes who um is primarily known for his role as nathan ford in leverage leverage that's his like primary is that tv show yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? He was in Haunting of Hill House. That's right. He was. Um, See the dad in that? No, he was. Yes, he was the dad. Okay. He's like the older version of the dad in Haunting a Hill House. Because Haunting a Hill House. Has... He was good in that. I've not seen it. But, oh, uh... it's great. Great, great, great show. You should watch it. But I think his biggest role he's done TV and probably movie-wise is uh, his role in Leverage. I think okay. that was like his kickoff, um, his true kickoff uh, yeah. moment. Like, it was just kind of a star moment. Yeah. So, yeah, Timothy Hutton is Kent. Who has secured the scene. Yeah, he's an MP officer. Yes. Knows Paul Brenner pretty well. Yes. They have a history. They do. Um, um, he's like, yeah, Brenner, you're back. Um, and I'm like, you know, why was this guy undercover at this base if everyone seems to recognize him? Was he undercover <laughs> at all for this particular investigation, no, though? but he was undercover for the first investigation. Right. That, my my it, question it, is, <laughs> was Travolta in full undercover disguise going around this base? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, this fucking guy thinks we don't know who he is. Well, and like, what was the point of setting him up as an undercover person mm. if he's not going to go undercover for this investigation? <laughs> yeah. Like, why not just make him a cop? Why not just make him an MP officer? But no, it's like the first like opening like 15 minutes, he's like an undercover guy. And they have this undercover B-plot story about the weapons Charles thing. is walking around like Frank Drebin in Naked Gun where he has like the really fake must, like the single the soul patch. And everyone's like, yeah, it's, it's John. He's like, no, no, it's me, Frank White. <laughs> like get the fuck out of here paul brenner (laughs) uh but he doesn't go undercover for this investigation um he and sarah just team up to solve it yeah um also something that i i had to pick on the scene is the time of day yes that that scene takes place in is very confusing yes because the time they get to the dead body it's night yes and then like two minute like the the entire scene let me be like five minutes or yeah. less or whatever but like a minute later it's like blue hour and then when the morning ceremony song plays they turn around and it cuts 
the sun's behind them, like rising. I guess they, I guess they establish because they say she died at like three a.m. Yeah, and they're getting there at like the morning hours. Yeah, they're but, getting there at like five or six. But like the transition happens like really Very fast because it's like night blue, sunrise, and day. then they're at the general's house. Oh, and then they're driving away because they're seen. They're like driving away, yeah. and it's like a front hood mount camera. Yeah, and it cuts to them driving, and it's daylight. It's not even like sunrise anymore, or morning for that matter. It's just like broad daylight. <laughs> I'm like, wait. It's the Dark Knight Rises thing where Batman drives into a tunnel and it becomes night afterward. Well, um, yeah. it just—it's very. It just—they had to get to the day stuff so they could get to the general's house, which they go to. Yeah. Um, just trying to get us through this this plot right now because. I want to get to the meat of this plot, which is how complex and preposterous the scheme is. Yeah, yeah. So they get to the general's uh, house, James Cromwell. And he's already aware that his daughter's dead. And he's like, you find these guys. And Travolta tells this story about how he's like, you know, I I joined up when I was 18. I was in Vietnam. Yeah, he does a whole thing where he's like, you like, like, you you told me the Red Sox won the game, and that gave me the energy to go through. And I'm like, you know, good for you, Paul Runner, if the Red Sox winning a game got you through Vietnam. Um, Great. Yes. (laughs) Um, so they're told they have a 36 hour time on it because then the FBI comes in yes. and then it becomes they have 36 a hours to, to kind of solve this before the FBI shows up. And that's when then it becomes a civilian case and the press will be all over it. Yeah, and he says, I don't want to besmirch my daughter, but we later learn he doesn't want to besmirch, besmirch himself. himself. So, oh. um, yeah, they immediately search her home. Mm hmm. And what do they find in her home, Jeff? Well, at first they find nothing of value. They're like, wow, she seems like a very clean-cut person. A lot and of they, clothes are all very organized. They find organized. a hidden latch behind an army poster. And what's inside? A BDSM dungeon. It's a sex dungeon. Yes. And in, Like, not just, like, the term sex dungeon. It is a sex dungeon. There's handcuffs. Yeah, there's, there's handcuffs. Leather, like, dildos. Whips. Yes. And all the stuff. Outfits. And, and so it's like, oh, okay. And there's tapes. Of her um, uh, dominating other. Yeah. Men. She's like a very dominatrix like. Yeah. And thing. it's later established that like this is just her way of working through a trauma of being raped. Yeah. Um, but Charles is like, wow, this is crazy. And, they, and he's like, I'm going to hide the tapes so we can pull them out at the opportune moment. And then what happens? Someone whacks him in the side of the head and seals the tapes and runs off. Yeah. Someone at the house. A guy in a hood. Yeah. Um, and he runs off. And, and the, like, the rape investigator's with him at this point, too. Yes. Sarah. Um, Sarah, yeah. And again, to go back to the convolution of their relationship, like that they're exes, but mm-hmm. also but we're not totally sure what their history yeah, is. We're not entirely sure. Um, yeah, they, they get like attacked and lose their main piece of evidence. And they're just like, oh, yeah, remember that time we broke up once? That was crazy. <sighs> yeah. Um. So then uh, they go back to the body yes. site, and, and the fu- body's still there? Yes. After how many like, hours or days? Well, they're told at one point, there's three ways to do this. There's the right way, the wrong way, and the army way. And they're like, Charles like, I'm going to do the army way. <laughs> and so far, this has been a bungled investigation. <laughs> uh, so I'm not too sure about this. Like, they get them, the body's still there, like you said. And then what happens? He turns around. And he sees something billowing in the wind on a rooftop. And he finds all of her clothes with fingerprints on them. Yeah. The army has been at this place combing for like 24 hours at this point. 
and they, and they did not see a trash bag on a one story because like, he, he doesn't climb to like a two-story thing he, he just climbs on, he climbs on, on a, a dumpster, dumpster onto a roof yeah there are helicopters yes. around by there's, the way and there's helicopters flying around and none of them saw this it took this long to find this trash bag and i'm still upset at the fact that the body's still there yeah. <laughs> like it it would it looks decaying yeah they would they did not have i wrote a my, i wrote my thing tone is very odd here <laughs> Uh, I wrote down the movie is dot 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 boring dot dot yes. dot. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, they interview potential witnesses and or suspects. Yes, and they go to James Woods's house. Yes, he or was his, his office because he was working on the same psychological. He was her boss. Yes, he was her boss. They were working on the same like department yeah. psychological warfare thing together. Mm-hmm. And let me let me tell you though, I really like this next scene. The James Wood scene. Oh, with that John is Travolta. a really good scene. I can see why. Mm-hmm. I was kind of indifferent about it. Are you like, talking about the scene when like they have this like coy interrogation? Yeah, like they, they come in and obviously James Woods runs the psychology department, so he understands psychology and is very smart about it. Yeah, and so and he teaches like how to resist like torture methods and whatnot. Yeah, so he's seeing everything Travolta's doing. And so it's this interrogation scene that's also a self-deconstruction of itself. And like all the dialogue is about the dialogue that was just said previous and how it's working both the characters and the audience. Because he'll say like, so how well did you know her? And he says, you mean did I fuck her? And he's like, no, I meant to say how well did you know her? It's like, well, it starts with how well did I know her? And then it's like, I know her all right. It's like, did you spend any time outside of work together? Did you have any relationship? Do you have any intimate relationship? And he's like, the the trick you're playing with me right now is trying to get me to like you. So I'll talk to you. And the trick I'm playing right now is getting you to like me. Am I succeeding? And so it's, I, I just really enjoy the deconstruction element of this scene, how it's working both for the characters, but also for the audience and kind of, you know, showing you the tricks of the screenwriting that they're using. I thought it was all right. I mean, there there are lots of movies, TV shows, and scenes like yes. that where there where the detective is talking to somebody who has a hand on the ball in the court. Yeah, where they're like, don't like. Uh, usually, they just don't go this deep into it. Yeah, like usually it's just someone who's like, oh, you're just trying to get me to confess or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it more where it's like the 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 person who's being interrogated just plays the same mind games yeah. back around um, to the other guy. I, I like movies, scenes in movies where they essentially critique the movie that you're watching. Mm. And this character's like, essentially James Woods is like almost reading the screenplay of this and being like, here's how you're trying to manipulate the audience right now. And then the, none of the rest of the movie does anything about it like that. No. Um, and James Woods is very good in that scene. Uh, he's kind of a crazy guy now, but uh, I do appreciate some good James Woods '90s content. What's James Woods doing now? Uh, oh God! <laughs> uh, let's, Wait, let's what not, was that about? Let's not talk about James Woods. No, yeah. I want to talk about James Woods. What's um, James Woods doing? I mean, uh, oh, Stewart's looking it up. He's looking at James Woods. I'm looking up James Woods right now. He was in Vampires, 1998. He was he was her he was Hades and Hercules. I mean, all yeah. I'm gonna say is that his Wikipedia has sections called legal issues, politics, and Twitter. Oh. I don't mean like little things like whole subheadits or subsections. Uh, yeah, he hasn't really been in anything like good in yeah, a while. Just, 
don't. Um... But I like him in this movie. Yeah, he's good in this movie. Are you reading about James Woods right now? Um, uh, I'm just yeah. Uh... J- James Woods like, um, thankfully his character dies in this movie. So if they ever made a sequel, we do not have to have current day James Woods pop up. In it. Uh, nominated for two Oscars. Wow. Yeah. Um. Huh. Yeah. I'm just yeah. He, he is. Let's just say he's described members of the the Democratic Party as Satanists. Um, oh, back back up. What? Let's just say that James Woods is, is kind of a kind of a QAnon person. <gasps> not not like really not like fully, but like kind of. You know. When you say. Okay, this is a, this is a whole other conversation that yeah we're not, let's not get into James Woods right now. Okay, okay, um, right, fine. I don't know any of this stuff, so I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of a crazy guy. Uh, but he's good as this, and he's good in this, and he's good as Hades and uh, Hercules. So uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, so then the uh, Sarah, yes, the rape investigator, she, she goes back to the um the the, crime scene to the crime scene while Travolta's interviewing james woods and she gets attacked yeah by a guy with a ring who has a very identifying object yes, on him a ring. which i like that comes back later yeah. but yeah and he just like threatens her yeah. and, and says like and tell something Brenner's. fun that happened is like i get to this scene and like it comes right after the the woods scene and i'm like mm-hmm. oh that was a good scene i wish like they just stuck with that a little longer she gets attacked she meets up with travolta again the uh, like forensic investigators like oh yeah i found out some fi- uh fingerprints on uh the general's daughter's uh dog tags charles like who's and he's like james woods <laughs> and then he goes back to james woods's house and we get another scene exactly like the previous one and i'm like yeah hooting and hollering yeah it's a lot shorter though because then james yeah. wood has a lawyer who comes in yes and uh the lawyer has like three seconds of screen time because then Travolta arrests him yeah. like for conspiracy uh, to cover up murder yeah. or whatever it is. And James was at one point like, why are you in the army at Travolta? Is it because of father issues? And Travolta says, my father was the drunk, a gambler and a womanizer. I worshiped him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then he arrests James Woods. Yes. Um, they find the guy that attacked Sarah. Yes. Um, I don't know what his relationship was to the crime, though, because he wasn't the one that committed the crime. Mm-hmm. Like he well, wasn't. They they find this guy who attacked her. Yeah. And um, they pretty much like get him to confess. Well, the motive was that she was sleeping with, like. A lot of guys. A lot base. of the guys in the general's unit. Yes. As a way to like work her way up the ladder or just like get back at her father. I think yeah. that's the idea. Yeah, get getting back at her father. Um and so they they now have a piece of the puzzle. And so they go back to the prison to investigate James Woods again. Uh, but it, he's gone. He's gone. Uh Kent was like, Yeah, I released him. There was no reason to keep him here. And it's like, oh Kent. Oh, oh Kent. So they go back to James Woods' house. And this is when I think they're they're laying they're laying they're laying it on a little too thick at this point. They're laying it on a little thick at this point, if you ask me. They start blasting O Fortuna. Boom. I think there is a good detail in this scene. 
Yeah. I like that, like, they can't get into Woods' house. They just hear Ofortuna blasting from within, and the cat comes up to the window, and, the and then it paws rubs. at it, and there's blood. And That's like, a good way to... We're going in! And so they bust open the door. I go in. Um, Ofortuna. And they find James Woods dead on the couch, holding a gun with a bullet hole in his head. Yeah, he shot himself. Established that he had shot himself. Yeah. Self-inflicted, apparently. Um, Brenner's immediately like, yeah, but he didn't do this. <laughs> like, this is not him. Um, and so then this guy, f- oh, we got to talk about Fowler. <laughs> oh, yeah. God <laughs> damn it. He, he's a, he's da- a big part in the finale. No, he's, <laughs> I mean. Um, I, you know, he, he is the, the goofball that <laughs> really mucks this whole thing ball? up. Um, um, so it's the general's, like, assistant. Um. Yeah. Fowler comes and like, yes, more James's character is dead. He obviously did it and felt guilty and shot himself. We close this investigation now. And Troll's like, no, that's not. We do not. And he's like, do it for the general. Do it for the army. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> he's like, you are entering a very dangerous path. <laughs> it's like, who is this guy? Why is he threatening our boy John? <laughs> I so, still don't know. So Brenner like. They decide they're going to... Oh, they find some paperwork in his car. Like, it's just sitting on the seat. And it's all of her medical records they couldn't get access to. Um, and they're like, wow, this shows that she had was raped at uh, West Point. Yeah. So the, uh, they go to West Point, fly to New York, and they meet with her counselor from her time at West Point. He's like, yeah, she got attacked on a training exercise and was tied up exactly the same way that she was this time and raped. Yeah. And then um that was yeah, they it was the cause of all her trauma and her father covered it up. Because um they they talked to Fowler about it then. Yeah, they talked to him in a little bit. Yeah. And the, what the the counselor's like basically the army covered it up because if that had gone public, it would have destroyed West Point and the Army's reputation and set women in the military back many years. Yeah. Instead of, you know, sending men in the military back. Because, like, we're going to punish the poor woman for being raped. Right. Um, and uh, so they, they come back from West Point. This is when the movie gets, like, really sweaty. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so they, they come back, and they're like, well, this was the exact same attack that happened then it was like recreated yes so they find one of the the cadets who was involved in the first attack okay we need, i need to talk about this scene yes this kind of goes with like the whimsical tone yeah this seems very strange this scene it's like you're about to interrogate one of the five because there were five of them who yes. raped her at west point brutally yeah and the way it happens is it's sarah comes into this locker room and sees this guy and says like, hey, what can I do you for, miss? And then he she shows him yeah. her badge. Then all the other guys walk away and it's just him and her. Mm-hmm. And so she starts talking to him about, um, about Elizabeth Campbell yeah. and about their relationship and all that. And then eventually gets to where she says, well, we know about the rape that happened at West Point. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she drops... An evidence bag of panties. Yeah, by him. It's like, what are those? It's like, uh, those look like uh, panties to me. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's a great thing about DNA. Yeah, we can detect. Like it stays it, forever. It stays there forever. New technology. And then he's like, I swear, like I tried to stop it, and it's like I, it was horrible, and like I didn't want it to happen. And he confesses to her, mm-hmm. and he's like, great. One of the officers will be in contact with you soon. And then she walks, was like, wait, 
what are like what are, and then she dumps like the panties in the trash can she's like wait what are, what are you doing and it's like oh those i bought those like an hour ago mm. and then she walks away and it's just like what wait yeah. a minute like i'm sorry but you just found like a rapist yeah <laughs> in a locker room and this here. whole scene is like kind of comical yes yeah it's a very comical like oh battle of the wits yeah like comedic scene and this is the inherent problem of this movie is that they hired an action-oriented male director yes to direct this film that needs to be said that needs to come from a woman's perspective yeah you can even still have travolta as the lead but like there needs to be a woman's perspective telling this story from behind the camera and there is not and it very clearly comes through in this movie yeah I mean, it, it it bumped me a lot. Where I'm yeah. just like, oh, like Th- this movie he's... is a guy being like, isn't rape so awful? And it's like, yes, but you know what? You don't have to live in fear of it, right? And you obviously don't understand sh- it, understand or share any of like the uh, consequences or worries or stakes involved yeah. in the subject matter. He seems more interested in like recreating the rape scenes than like telling the story about how bad they are yeah like he's like this in this awful and gruesome and we're gonna like 30 camera angles and a lot of effects for this rape scene like, oh my god yeah like it was a very big budget flashback yes. rape scene yes that you probably didn't need yeah we i don't think i it's it's a little gross i mean like I'd say a, more than a little there's a something gross. to be said for like you know like uh, would a woman director like recreate a rape scene mm-hmm. if the if the intention was to like show yeah shock the, gru- the audience shock the audience and show the gruesome nature of it and how would they do that differently i the the difference that needs to happen is there needs to be more pathos for the woman right. like we don't get much in we don't it, get any personality for elizabeth campbell no we don't and you know who's the final face we see in that rape scene the guy the guy yes because he looks down on her like he feels and bad. he's guilty about it right and that's who we should be caring yes. about in that scene i was like Oh, that's a that's God. an issue. Yes, that's that's, that's a, a big issue. Yeah. So and so they with all this information, they like kind of figure out the what happened was she staged she had James Woods help her recreate her rape scene so that her dad would come and see what he covered up. So like he because she like strips naked yeah. and like and James, James Woods, Woods like, tied ties, her up. ties her up. And then Which, they call, she calls her dad and says, come to this place. I need to see you. Well, and this is another thing that I struggled. So, like, they said in the initial when she was dead that she was raped, tortured. Yeah, and but they killed. find no evidence of rape. Oh, okay. I missed that part. They established, like, there's no, like, tearing or, like, semen or anything like that. Okay. I missed that part then. Because I, I thought, like, wait, how, how was that then? Yeah. That, they established that there was there was no rape. It was just that she was tied up and strangled. strangled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, she. And we miss. The, I mean, we kind of missed it, but not really. But there was like that bit where they talked to Fowler about the whole situation, yeah. and Fowler tells her that the general came to visit his daughter in the yeah. hospital, and the only words he said to her, it's like you need to just forget about yeah, forget it. Forget about it. Just let it go. Like this is bigger than you. Yeah. So they confront the general and Fowler, or Travolta does. Yeah. And this is when the movie, like, as- like descends to a new level of, like, preposterous chaos. Yeah. It is established. So she had, so this whole scheme, they were trying to find out who killed her. 
The scheme laid out is she had James Woods tie her up, had then called her father and said, come to this place, see what you covered up. He comes, he leaves her there tied up, yeah. drives off. Because he, well, but just that little quick scene, like he pulls up, yeah. sees her, they have this confrontation yeah. where she's like, you see what you covered up and you yeah. see what you did to me? And then he's like, you, like what happened to you? Like, yeah. And then he just leaves her there yeah. to die. And then Trill's like, all right, you didn't kill her, then who did? And Fowler's like, when I got there, she was dead. And they're like, wait, you were there? <laughs> yeah, Fowler was and, there. And he's like, yes, I went after an hour after the general and I saw her body. And I thought the general had done it, so I covered it up. And it's established, this fucking idiot, this guy, instead of just asking his boss, did you kill your daughter, assumes that he did, creates this massive cover-up, including orchestrating the guy who attacked Travolta and stole the tapes, the people who attacked Sarah at the, the scene. Like, killing more, I think. Like, he orchestrated this whole cover-up off a crime that didn't even happen. <laughs> and Geraldton, the general, like, you think he did it? And the guy's like, I thought that was the, I thought that's what I was covering up. He's like, Fowler, come on, no! What are you doing? <laughs> this goofball, this clown, <laughs> this clown, this whole, covers up this crime, causes this whole movie to occur in something that could have been solved very quickly. Yeah. Because who did we find out actually did kill Bill Ken, the only other guy who was there. And we know he was there um, because there was a third car there. Yes. And for somehow we they find out that he was there. Yeah. He was the first one to respond or something like that because he was there all night. Right. And then they're like, well, where is he right now? He's like, oh, he's with Sarah. They went back to the crime scene. And he's like, oh, no. And so, like, this movie's already preposterous. Like, that is such an insane turn of events. Yeah. Travolta rushes to the crime scene. Gets there. And and Bill Kent's there with Sarah. Yeah. And so. And what does Kent say? Well, he confesses. He confesses, but then he's like, goes full jigsaw. And he's like, I have buried landmines all, all around us on this site. You have to escape without setting them off. And he's like, Sarah, like, just, just he's backtrack. Like, you, Travolta, you are safe now. She is not. She must find her way out. So then she, like, slowly backs her way. And you know what? Travolta just grabs her and runs. They don't step on any landmines. And he steps Kelt forward. Kelt steps on a landmine. It's one of the ones that like shoots up. I forget what they call it. Was a party popper or something like that? I don't know. It but shoots up and then massive his, explosion. A massive explosion. His rag doll goes like fly <laughs> like it does like three flips as it flies away. Yeah. Um, this movie is over the top absurd at this point. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, he dies. And then Travolta and goes to the funeral. Yeah, yeah. And he goes up to the general, and the general's like, thank you for solving all this. I'll give you a letter of recommendation and a gold star. And Travolta's like, no, I'm implicating you in this. He says, I'm going to I'm gonna write this you up. This goes all the way to the president. He's like, I'm going to write you up for a court martial. Yes. And he says, like, you try to, uh, under Article Section 35, yeah. where you try to cover up a crime, or you, I don't know, yeah, committed a conspiracy to a crime or something like that. And so... He um, has the general court-martialed, and it succeeds. And and yeah, and then there's like an epilogue, yeah, where like as if like the, the events of this movie were like actually real, mm. where it's like the the general was court martialed and <laughs> stripped of all of his titles, and he, rec- rec- you know, secluded himself to like solitary. Did not get to be the vice president. Yeah, no. 
John Travolta stayed as a warrant officer. And then they end, it ends with a quote from... Um, they say, like... Uh, who is the quote from? The twin, Joint Chief of Staff. And it says, like, women have... There's 200,000 women serving the military, and there's more every day. Yeah. And there's, That's like... A weird... And there, and there, and there are more and more jobs that women will be able to and um, will eventually hold. Yeah, like it's kind of like the impeding nature of like w- more women are coming into the military and they're going to hold more jobs and they're going to be more like yeah. assimilated into the military. Like it's it's just an, it's a it's a fact of nature. Yeah. And and it says in a sense like we got to like solve this problem before yes. this happens. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it is. It's kind of, very strange. Yeah, it was very strange. This whole movie is a very strange. They went into this with the best intentions and absolutely bungled it. Well, where have we felt that hurt before? Many times. Many times in many John Travolta movies. Yes. <sighs> so that's the film. Yeah, that is. That's the general's daughter. Um, um, do you have any uh, post? So here's the thing about this movie. It's a hit. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, what? So this movie has a budget of around sixty million. It makes a hundred sixty. It makes a hundred and fifty. What? This is a sizable hit at the time. Wow. Makes more than a civil action. Uh, makes one hundred and three domestic, one hundred and fifty worldwide. Bullshit. Gets very negative reviews. Has a twenty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes. Of pretty much everyone saying it's so over the top. Uh, and does not treat its subject matter with care. Yeah. Which, yes. 100%. Um, but it's a hit, and it's a sign of Travolta's power at this point that people like seeing him in these authority action roles. Yeah. We've kind of seen that people aren't as segued into him as a dramatic star. Yeah. But they like him in these action movies. And like Travolta in a military cap is a sell somehow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's a hit. I can't believe It's crazy to say. Um, but after this, you know, uh, Simon West goes on to Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Sorry, I'm just playing the opening mm-hmm. song again to get me jacked up again. I mean... <laughs> oh, God. So okay. it's really good hit up on that that that's a it's a it's a boss ass opening song i have a question for you ask away jeff how'd you feel about the hair (laughs) welcome to the hair ranking (laughs) uh um okay the hair um I, I honestly don't remember much of the hair. Um, it's very Stuart is very hastily looking at pictures of the hair. <laughs> I am. Uh, so the hair is pretty. I mean, it's it's one of the normal hair do's mm-hmm. that we've covered a lot. So, and I went on. We my, have some fun hairs coming up though. We do. Uh, in two weeks. Well. Next week, we got a fun hair one. Yes. And the week after, actually. Yeah, we have a change in pace. And the week after uh, Battlefield Earth, the episode after that's going to be an interesting one, too. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's yes. different. 
It's not crazy crazy, but it's different. Yes, and well, I'll take different at this point. I will take different as well. So, uh, pull, pull it. Let's see the hair rank. It's coming up. It's coming up. Let's see what it is. All right, where are you? Where are you? Where are we? Where are we putting this guy? Where are we putting this channel's daughter? All right, where are we putting it? Uh, put it. Um. Uh, Put it below. She's so lovely above the thin red line. Above the thin red line. Yeah. Is that just because that's where my cursor was already landed? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of low key. Oh, God. What's below thin red line? Uh, Urban Cowboy. I need to see the whole list. Okay, we, we've like we've done. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're. we're I mean, our friend Martin's that currently like you know, near picking up the rear. <laughs> Where is it? It's right here. Oh because man! Because it's animated. Because it's animated hair. <laughs> it's not even his hair. You made me do it. <laughs> you made me do it. All right, yeah. So you feel good about that? Yeah, I feel I feel okay. decent about that. Maybe I'll publish this list soon so people can see it. Oh man! Are we get? We're across the halfway mark, right? Um, I think with this episode. Uh, yeah. Oh, this and our friend Martin were the official halfway point for our show. So maybe we Say, audience, uh, play some confetti noises. This is the halfway point of Travolting. This is the halfway point of the podcast. Yes. Well, maybe you should post, um, maybe you should post this list, like, for the I'll, halfway point. I'll post mark. it on the halfway point so people can, can, people can catch up. Yeah. And see, like, where we're at with our hair ranking. Um. I you can't argue with me. Let's see what the top five is right now. Top five. Yeah. All right, top five is staying alive. Carrie, Grease, Ernie Beaver, Pulp Fiction. Yes. It doesn't get any better than those five. It doesn't get any better than that. How can you argue with me on that? I can't. I'm not. I mean, I I can see someone saying Pulp Fiction shouldn't be up there because it's not sexy hair. But to remind the audience that the criteria isn't always sexiness related. Sometimes it's like story related. Yeah, story related. And the relation to John Travolta's character mm-hmm. and his hair is immaculate. Yes. Immaculate. The reason we've been tracking the hair is because it's an important part of his storytelling is what hair he uses in his movies. Well, I will say there's a big fucking large chunk of his movies where the hair doesn't matter to the storytelling. And it's because in his real life, he kind of had settled into that hairstyle as his new hairstyle. But like, and, and at this point, all these movies are about him being confident. Yeah, and it's Again, also finally. like for me, um, um, and and for me, I, I'll say, um, like the hair is just such a quint, a quince. I I can't. You can't. I I can't. Um, you can't think of the word. I can't focus anymore. Okay. Um. Sorry, I think I'm just like getting tired of talking about this movie. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of Mark Boone Jr. right now, <laughs> human salami. Um, Great, but yeah, um, that's the general's daughter. Do you have any final thoughts, Jeff? Uh, not a great movie. Glad we don't have to talk about it again. This is kind of the white man's burden of uh, of uh, sex relations or like gender relations. Yeah, and that it's totally missing the point. That this movie was. Um, uh, I was edited after test screenings um, because they didn't think Travolta's character was heroic enough. Really? So they added uh, him being more heroic at the end. 
because that's definitely what this movie needed was more of the guys being heroic right like sarah the rape investigator <sighs> yeah. doesn't she gets such all the women get such a drift in this yeah absolutely i mean we talked like for a great length about elizabeth campbell um uh her name stephenson mm-hmm. what was it lucy stephenson or leslie stephenson leslie stephenson like the fact that she gets like maybe 15 lines in this entire movie mm-hmm. and that's all in service of a yeah. man hitting on her yeah and like the then she Ro- dies. roger ebert said about this movie that um as well made credible performances uh he pointed out the death scene is so unnecessarily graphic and gruesome that by the end he felt sort of unclean which is i think kind of what we talked about our problem with this movie being so what we've talked Wait, about the is death very scene mo- yes with her like rape and death scenes oh yeah but they were just there for like shock value instead of character detail yeah absolutely <sighs> this movie this movie anyway i think we're done talking about this movie i am i'm done talking, yeah, about, I'm done it. talking about this movie thank you folks for listening to our episode on the general's daughter tune in next week for our episode on the one and only the key one of the key movies of this podcast Battlefield Earth. That's right, folks. You, me, Stuart, and Turl are taking all are taking <laughs> it on next week in uh an a- the adaptation of L. Ron Hubbard's Battlefield Earth. Will we have a guest star on that episode? Possibly. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> calling you out. Yeah, calling him out. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. And now before I say the rest of this, to take you out with the rest of the episode, enjoy this song directed by the director of this movie. You can find us at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram for updates and fun stuff. Pop into our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Email any comments or questions to TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Find me on Instagram at Stuart Elmer. Why are we playing this song, Jeff? Because the <laughs> Simon West directed the music video. Um... Special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design and Michael Van Bodingham Smith for the theme music that is not taking you out right I don't, now. I don't thanks understand why we're doing Rick this right Astley now. Thanks to Rick Astley for the music that is taking no, you out right no, now. No, this is not, uh, Never this gonna is give not something. You no, I, I, don't, I don't think this is. No, no.